Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Welcome to our uh, Zoom cast. Um, thank you again to Elaine. I thought Elaine had a very fitting uh, uh, front cover for the, for the bulletin. Leaders don't force people to follow. They invite them on a journey. How true that is. And of course, we're going to be talking about um, developing or building a winning team. So together as a people of God, we hope to do that in the future. Um, I, I loved, I don't know how many of you were able to um, pick up this uh, little memorial uh, jacket in loving memory of Robert Scott. But um, I love what's on the bottom. Matthew 25, 21, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's what I closed with uh, yesterday in my message to, the, to those that were there. And of course, it was limited because, uh, you know, there needed to be some, um, some social distancing. But the verse inside is what speaks to me the loudest. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. Is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Well, he was a great man, and I uh, had the privilege of of joining with the family and some friends to say farewell yesterday. But um, we know where he's going. That's the joy of uh, of being part of the family of God. Is that uh, we will see him again. We sorrow as others. We saw or not as others who have no hope. And so this morning we're going to um, begin our service. Um, there are a few, and I should get them, make sure I've got it right. Uh, we've got an anniversary, of course. The Cranes, happy anniversary to them. Um, and then we've got, uh, all of them are ahead this week. Uh, Sam's got a birthday this week, Sam White. And uh, Bella Roy has a birthday coming up, and Harvey Jackson. I know there may be others, but I don't know of them. So uh, if you aren't in that group for this coming week, let me know, and I'll make sure you get a card. Um, the uh, call to worship is Psalm 20, and I will be the leader, and you will be the people, and I'm going to ask... Uh, Joel, if he would read the uh, the uh, the people's part. God answers you on the day you crash. God puts you out of harm's way. Know this: He sends reinforcements from His holy hill. May all your wishes come true. That clinches it. The answer's on the way. Everything is going to work out. The day we will call 
give us your answer. Thank you. Um, and it's about uh, Sylvia and, uh, and uh, Ray's Lynch's uh, anniversary. <laughs> so I have to clarify that. I knew that. I don't know what was wrong with my brain, but anyway, I find that uh, there are times when, uh, when it doesn't get it quite right. Um, our gathering song is going to be led by Joel, and it's called Forever. All right, so we're going to start off the, today's service with the song that we, uh, that we introduced last week called Forever. Uh, I'm sure that you all know it by now, so uh, please sing along. Forever. 
Thank you, Joel, for leading us. Let us pray. This morning, our God, we adore you. Love that Christmas carol that says, Oh, come, let us adore you. Lord, we do adore you. We thank you for your love and we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we pray for all of those that are gathered today. We pray for your Holy Spirit to work in us. Guide us, direct us, and use us. And may, Lord, when we leave this service, may we find a fresh and anew our faith, our love, our concern for others. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So good to know that each day, as we rise to a new day, we should confess our sins to him and he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all that we've done wrong blessed be his holy name joel you're on thank you philip all right our next uh, song is hymn number 332 how great thou art Consider all the worlds thy hand hath made, and I see the sun, and I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. And when I think that God his son, I wonder, I hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. When I look down from lofty mountain grandeur, and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art then 
sings my soul, my Savior, God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think that God, his son, not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. But on that cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Thank you, Joel, for leading us. A great hymn, old hymn of the church, how great he is and should always be to us. Well, um, this morning, I want to talk about knowing Jesus. And let's face it, that's the most important thing we can do, is to know Jesus. Now, we can mean a lot of things about knowing Jesus. We can know about him. We can know that he... He was a person that lived many, many years ago, and uh, the Christians and, uh, embraced him, and the Jews didn't. And so this morning, as we think of that, we need to understand that knowing Jesus can only happen one way. And that is to have him in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. So be thinking of him as much as we can. And it's, it, need, it takes more than just going to church. It takes more than just being part of a church family. It means more than just knowing about him. We must know him. And we're going to be talking about Jesus in my message and how he would take opportunities to be with them. Now, you know, I have a piece of blueberry, here it is, uh, you've got to be able to see it, a blueberry sourdough bread that Catherine made me before she left to uh, go and be in Perth. And um, now there's no way you can know how good this sourdough blueberry loaf is until you eat it, right? But I'm going to tell you about it. So here goes. Mm. It's very good. I added butter. So good. I can taste the blueberries. Can't really taste sourdough. I can taste butter because I added it after. The only way you're going to know how good this blueberry loaf is 
while I'm enjoying it, is to have it yourself. So when we get together, whenever that is, um, I'll make sure that I get some made. I, I can promise this with Catherine, you know how it is. <laughs> She's not here to know that I'm promising this. But at some point in the future, when things are back to normal, I'm going to make sure that you uh, you get a chance to have some of Catherine's blueberry sourdough loaf. That's the only way you're going to know, is to actually take it yourself. And that's how we know Jesus, is to take it into our heart and our lives and make sure that we understand that Jesus, God's only son, um, is the one who lives in us and must be in us. We must know him beyond a shadow of a doubt. We must experience him as sure as that blueberry loaf and know that he lives within us and we love him. Well, there's a prayer for all, the, for all of us to take part in, but I'm gonna pray especially for our children. They're soon gonna be going back to school or many of them will be. And um, so we're going to ask God to be with all the teachers, keeping them healthy, all the students, as they go back to school, that God will be with them and sustain them and most of all, protect them. Um, Lord, I pray that you will today be with our kids, our children, place a hedge of protection around them. You talked about that in the Old Testament, how you did that with the children of Israel. When all the area around them were facing plagues, the children of Israel were protected. Well, Lord, I want you to do that with our children and our teachers, that God, all of them would come through this unscathed, because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our prayer for the message this morning is found in your bulletins, and it's also on um, on your. Um, uh, I think I think Joel's going to bring it up. Is the listening to God's word in the prayer below it? There we go. Let's say it together as a people of God. Today, O oh God, we pray for those people who need your light. We pray that your spirit would assist us in being light and call us to be a community of love through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We've asked David Barr to um, read from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, verses 13 through to 20. Peter's declaration about he went to the territory near the town of Caesarea Philippi. He asked the disciples, Who do people say this man is? John said, John Baptist answered. Others said, Well, others say Jeremiah or some other prophet. What you? He asked them, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. 
good for you, Simon, son of John, answered Jesus, for this truth did not come to you. Maybe I ought to uh, continue. I guess we're having some interference. Yeah, I think he just dropped. Okay. Jesus replied, you're blessed, Simon, son of John, of John, because my Father in heaven has given this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church in all the powers. Let me see here. And all the powers of hell will not forbid it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And then he warned them not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Well, it seems to be these days that um, everybody's trying to build a winning team. Um, the growing trend among, uh, trend among businesses and enterprises and sports teams is that we must create a winning culture. We must build it right, whatever right is, and you'll have a winning team. Of course, many church leadership teams have retreats on a regular basis. I know that uh, I have done them in the past. I've led them in the past. Uh, you're not in ministry uh, 44 years without doing some of those. But um, uh, and many church leader, leadership teams have retreats to create this, quote, winning environment. One day I read about a company uh, who brought in a consultant, and he asked all the people around the table to state what they didn't like about their co-workers. <laughs> Uh, and um, uh, it was a big mistake. And at the end of the session, oh, bad news. Co-workers were either angry or in tears. Does that improve the working environment? I think not. Maybe like cats and dogs trying to get their, their, uh, their paws and hands on, or, or mouths on, on food equally at the, at the same time. But Jesus was, of course, well ahead of, um, well, any day, even our own. You see, he was, he was one that was, would often call the disciples to a different place, giving them a break, so to speak. Um, and, um, and it was good. Uh, it was a time where they could get together, maybe to be challenged from a different perspective than they'd known. So they go to Caesarea Philippi. Now, folks, you've got to understand, Caesarea Philippi is, was a terrible city in a lot of ways. It was beautiful, but it was a terrible city. In every place, you found the environment filled with idols. And um, you, as a matter of fact, as you walked into the city at that time, uh, there would be all kinds of deities. You walked into kind of a cave covering and, and etched into the cave were all kinds of deities, all kinds of gods. And um, 
Why, there was even a, a, a god named Pan, P-A-N. And uh, Pan was half man, half goat, God. And um, so he supposedly created an overwhelming fear in humans. And from that, of course, Pan, we get the word Panic, P-A-N-I-C. Well, Jesus finally gets them through the nightmare of all these so-called gods and takes them aside. You can just see each of the disciples cringing as they look at all these uh, gods of, of marble and, and all kinds of materials, wood. There they were. And so Jesus then takes them past that, and I'm sure they were all relieved, and he says to them, at aside, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And so they began to kind of have an opinion poll that they'd heard. Uh, some say that uh, you're John the Baptist, and some say you're Elijah, and some say you're Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. Lots of opinions, just like today. There's a lot of people that don't really believe, even some people in churches, don't believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God who came to take away the sins of the world. Well, it sounds like a lot of opinions. And, and there were some good possibilities amongst them all. That is, unless you're the King of Kings and Lord of Lords then any opinion is insulting to Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus doesn't correct them, though. He says, so who do you say I am? Not who everybody else is saying, but who do you say that I am? And, and Peter, without hesitation, pipes up, you're the Son of God. You're the Messiah. You are Messiah itself. Many don't realize it, but that was probably when the church was first inaugurated because and peter walks through the door of no return steps through it all of us need to do the same jesus is god in the flesh let's never forget that then jesus orders them don't tell anybody and he did that so many times and then jesus says something that is for us today he says, on this rock, I will build my church. The word here is ecclesia. It's a pluralistic word. It's not a singular word. It means that it's made up of multiple parts. This ter term also is not talking about a building at all. It means a called out people. It was projecting a vision. Jesus was projecting a vision people from every tribe and every nation, language, creed, and color. It's his church, not mine, not yours. Forever, for all times and all people, assimilated together as one heart and mind under Christ and the cross. So what does that look like? I want to leave you three thoughts. They're right there, actually, building a winning team. Jesus calls us first to be a light to the nations. In Matthew 5, he says, you are the light of the world. You, me, 
That he wasn't talking just to the disciples. He was talking to the church at all, at all, as a whole. He was projecting a vision. Called out people. And that meant every language, creed, and colors. His church was to be made up of people for all times and all nations. Assimilated together as one heart and mind under Christ and the cross. A story in Leadership Magazine features a, a scandal uh, regarding a city, uh, 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 the city council president and another member of council, and it was a totally unethical thing. And uh, they had a televi televised um, panel discussion about it. And the panel discussion was all about the unethical procedure that had been embraced by these two people. And as they talked amongst themselves, of course, being televised, a journalist, uh, uh, the chair of the meeting, uh, asked the journalist, Matt Friedman, whose fault is this anyway? And while Matt thought for a moment, another spoke up and said, it's my fault. It was the pastor of one of the largest churches in the community and the longest standing pastor's name was John Perkins. Everyone turned to see who had taken the blame. I have lived in this community, he said, for decades as a pastor. I should have created an environment where an action like this would have been unthinkable. I should have prayed, called on God, and encouraged our community to pray for our leaders. And I'll take the blame, all of it. That's exactly what Jesus did. He took the blame for all my sin and all for, and for all of yours. We're to be light of the world. Secondly, Jesus says, calls us to be a community of love. We cannot follow Jesus and look out for our own self-interests. Jesus' last prayer was, Father, let them be one in heart and mind and spirit and love, even as we are. We are to be just like the relationship that went on in the Godhead. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, in December 2019, there was a five-year-old boy named Michael. He was being adopted by his foster care family. And um, <clears throat> it was going to be an exciting event. It was going to be held in a, in a court. And Michael's parents shared the date of that court hearing with the teacher, thinking little of it, just as an opportunity to say, you know, it's, it's going to be great. And so, anyways, the teacher spoke to the class while Michael was away one day. And she said, um, all of us really love Michael. Why, what could we do to bring everybody together? And so the kids said, well, why don't we go to talk to the judge? And so they decided to make little red hearts with Michael's name on it. They were made of paper. And they all showed up in court, 26 five-year-olds, if you can imagine. Uh, and uh, so 
they sat down and uh, sat all in one group and held up the red heart with Michael's name on it. And the judge was so impressed. She asked the children what they thought of Michael. And one by one, they shared their love for Michael. Why? Because they decided that they were going to love him just as he was. That's Ecclesia, folks. That's the church. That's what it's all about. So Jesus calls us to be a community of love. But thirdly, in the midst of COVID-19, Jesus calls us to reach people, to build his church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's what Jesus said. Hell will have no jurisdiction, no power will be able to take down my church. I want to close with this story, and I'm almost done. Francis Shane, that's spelled C-H-A-N or Chan, in the book Crazy Love, visited churches all over the world, and he settled to talk about the un- underground church in China. He spoke with one of the pastors, one of many. But this particular pastor stated that the underground church in China only was surviving because of five parts that Jesus emphasized again and again in his ministry. Five things. First of all, pastor stated that being persecuted, they all became people of God. They refocused on his mission of prayer, devotions, prayer, sharing their faith, expectation of miracles, assembling as a people that is underground. You know that most of the churches in China have the cross has been removed. That is the visible churches. And they decided that they were going to embrace the suffering of the, for the glory of Christ. Not very attractive, you know. That's not a, a great thing to be drawn to, but they have been. Do you know that today there is an estimate, there's no way of knowing for sure, but there's an estimate of there being approximately 110 to 120 million Christians. And these Christians are just not in name only. They're dying for their faith. But they've shared it. And many more have been called. As a matter of fact, some of the churches have cells all across their region. But as a result of their perspective, God has been lifted up. Jesus Christ has been lifted up and transformed. To be a light for the nations. That's what we've been called out to do. You and I have been called out to be a light, to be a community of love, to reach those people who do not know him. How we do that? Well, that's for next week. (laughs) That's for next week. To reach those people who do not know him. What a movement. And I'd like to be part of that movement. How about you? Let us pray. Gracious God, your word is so precious. May we be light. 
may you help us to build your church in the midst of COVID-19. We stand against it because we are your church. We ask you, Lord, to help us to be a community of love, looking out for each other. And most of all, as we are thinking of all that's gone on, we give you thanks, Lord, because you will continue to build your church. Thank you. Amen. Well, I would encourage you all to, um, to um, be very diligent in your giving. It is the end of the month coming up. And uh, whatever you can do to help out your local church, please do it. As we go to prayer, there are a number of prayer requests. And I want to take the time to, uh, to remember all of these. There's a number of them. You may have some of your own. Um, and that's okay. Um, we want you to include them. Um, we, of course, offer our deepest sympathy, sympathies to Margaret Scott and her family. Uh, Bob was a wonderful man. I didn't know him as long as many of you did, but I certainly got to know him and all the visits that we had over the last two years. Uh, always had a nice time. He always had a twinkle in his eye. Always had a, something humorous to say. And I grew to love him. Uh, there's others. Uh, he, of course, passed away this past week, and, um, and his funeral was yesterday. And uh, we're going to miss him and Margaret, although Margaret, um, Margaret is still where she used, she used to be, um, on Morris Street or Morris Road in Perth. Uh, so if you want to send her a card, please feel free to do that. But we're also going to pray for the family, uh, the grandchildren. I got to meet a lot of them. They had some nice things to say about their grandpa. And indeed, he was a fine man. There's also many others who need our prayers. Um, we think of uh, Crystal and Hazel. Uh, Hazel's with us today, and we're glad she is. Peter, Harvey Jackson, Joe, Sylvia Lynch, Rob, Matthew. We pray that God will touch his life. And Earl, uh, Sergeant and Stan Sergeant. There's, of course, our, those in, in the seniors' homes. We think of others who have been mentioned to us in the past, those who have lost loved ones, those who are celebrating anniversaries, Sylvia and, and Ray, and so many others. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we think of those that are, that are knee in need of your hand's touch, we want to pray for them. There are many of them, Lord. And, uh, and, and we, we know a few of them. And so, Lord, I pray that we'll take them to heart and lift them up in prayer at this time. We want to uh, pray for Crystal and Hazel, Peter and Harvey, Joe, Sylvia, Rob, Matthew, Earl, and Stan. Lord, we pray for Melanie's family, for uh, Ralph, who's in... Uh, who's Sharon and um, and uh, Olive's uh, nephew. We pray, Lord, that you would be with all of these lives that need your healing presence. Lord, we also want to recognize our seniors. Please be with them. We pray for Judith and Isabel, 
Fran, Norma, Audrey, Il Eleanor, Donna, and Laura, Lori. There are so many others, Lord, that we could lift before you. Lord, I pray that you'd visit each one. And Lord, as we bring individuals to you, would you please minister to them today, to the whole uh, Scott family, Lord, to many others who've lost loved ones, some that have lost loved ones recently, be with them. Lord, I pray that you will now respond to our prayer requests as we bring them to you quietly and earnestly in prayer. Lord, hear our prayers. And as we go, Lord, I pray that you would be with us in all that we say and do, that you will answer every prayer, that you will encourage all those that need your healing presence and be there with them. May they know your presence. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. As we close our service, um, Joel's going to lead us and bless the Lord. Thank you, Philip.
Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.